This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. Remember, take a man kabooming. He kabooms for a day, but you teach a man how to kaboom. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom! Here's a word that playground guy said that really stuck with me. And that word. <laughs> kaboom! Kaboom you teach for a man life. Kaboom. If it's kaboom. not a Jersey kaboom, just get a Jersey kaboom. Oh, well, I'm not a one-trick pony, okay? I have multiple things. I can do kabooms and I can do Jersey, okay? People taco night. Now I want those, too. I just, today is going to be a slippery slope, right? I ate a little earlier than I typically do. I usually oh, yeah. make it to about 2.30 or 3 before I eat. Until they bring food in, and, and of that course, happens. Every Wednesday or Thursday here, it, it comes on Monday or Tuesday. But or whenever, whenever it shows up. But now the floodgates are open, and it's on. And it's gonna. And Jorge already made me get Haritos on the way home. Haritos, yeah. So, okay. Does yeah. this happen, to you guys? I felt like you know I w- went a solid, let's say three days where I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to eat clean. I'm trying to eat healthy. And then Saturday night comes and we did pizza and wings. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. I think I told you I went to a couple different breweries and everything else. So did pizza and wings. And then that that's it. That's all it took. Now it triggered. It was like, well, I already did the pizza and wings. Is that the same night you did the burrito at yeah. the end of the night? Yep. Perfect. That, and that that's what I'm talking. That was the. If if I'd have gone hypothetically, if I'd have had a salad with strawberries, because Jorge loves strawberries in his salad, <laughs> then the decision at midnight or one a.m. is much different. Instead, I went pizza and wings, and then from that point on, I'm like, well, if I'm off the rails, I might as well just go get the largest burrito that is weighs six six pounds eight <laughs> ounces, like a newborn. <laughs> Welcome, Sleek. <laughs> Welcome to my world. This didn't it feel great. It didn't. Wasn't it one of those things that just is like, yeah, this is living. This is. I'm gonna wake up with a burrito hangover. You haven't lived until you've woke up with a asada strewn around Any the room. Any food hangover. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of, it is the Waba Grill lunch hour on 710 ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill, you've got to try Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios. With your choice of chicken, ribeye, steak, or shrimp, visit your local Waba Grill location or order online for pickup or delivery at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. That wasn't as smooth as your last attempt, Slee. Your last attempt when you spun no, it. terrible. That could risk Waba's partnership with us. <laughs> well, it sounded like you were fighting it. What was going on? <laughs> it sounded like you were in some sort of confrontation with the uh, cardboard cutout, but it looks pretty good. USC has a new AD, Jen Cohen, right? Um, and obviously the previous AD and Mike Bone left under less than ideal circumstances, shall we say. And USC has had a series of embarrassing events over yeah. the last few years, both athletically related and not athletically related. So they want to make sure that everything's buttoned up and I's are dotted and T's are crossed and all that, right? It's pretty much as simple as just make sure that the football program's good and everything else falls into place, right? Because if the football program is good, the money flows. If the money flows, the rest of the athletic department is flush. If the rest of the athletic department is flush, the athletic director is doing a good job. That's it, right? So whether it's Lincoln Riley, which is the easiest way to do it because he's your guy right now and people are excited about what you have, but make sure the football department functions and everything else takes care of itself after that. That's it. Have That's a little it. bit of continuity as well in that AD role. Have yes. you know start changing the page of USC has had a perception in their sports department now for how many years? Where you're just like, what the hell are they doing over there? And I think this recent one where it came out of nowhere. Even Lincoln Riley said he found out 15 minutes before everybody else did that Mike Bone is no longer the athletic director for the University of Southern California. They've had really, really bad looks from the athletic department. Um, you know, I will say this, the Jen Cohen piece, she was at one place for 20-plus years. And I think we said yesterday, and we're learning about her. It's, it's also I, Washington. It's not USC. But it's okay. There is something about stability. There's something about not wanting to jump to the, another, the next great offer, which happens so often in college athletics. 
Um, and I don't know how this is going to go at USC, but I, I think there's something about, have you had seven different jobs in the last 10 years? I, when, when you go, when, and I'm not telling you that this is a perfect example, but sometimes when you do go to a place and you're interviewing, I'm sure there's somebody that looks and says, you've had four jobs in six years. What happened? Yeah. Or in, in this case, and you can actually look at this um, when it comes to managerial positions or franchises. We A lot of times we look at the Angels and we say, how many GMs have they had? How many managers have they had? Okay, then let's look at the Dodgers. What does that 10 window look like? Doesn't it say something when you have a little bit of stability? Sure. And how that applies to this, I'm not 100% sure, but I think that um, there's always going to be eyes on USC, especially with the way the last 10 years or so have gone in the athletic I, I agree with you. I just, I, The only thing I would change is I think the stability needs to be in a different place. The stability needs to be in the football program. You can turn through ADs. Right, as long as the as long as the football program is good, and it, it's at Kentucky, it has to be the basketball program. At UConn, it needs to be the women's sure. basketball 100%. program. Like yeah. it just it it may vary by sport where you are, but there is something at these bigger places that is the revenue engine, and for USC, that's the football program. If that's good, the AD doesn't have to be the the rock that everybody leans on. That's the football program. And so with that too, so is her responsibility making sure that Lincoln Riley is happy, that there's no other thing that can tempt him. There's not the NFL that can tempt him. There's not another university that can tempt him because they're going to a much more difficult conference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he knew that when he signed up that they were going to the Big Ten. You so can't he, avoid it now. He was he was, he was was aware yeah. of that. But, you know, you have to keep Lincoln Riley happy. That might be paying him so much money. That might be doing whatever. But there's not a lot of other Lincoln Rileys out there. So even if Lincoln Riley left and went to the NFL, went to another university – there's not an easier fix. There's not an easy fix that's going to be out there. So I think it's it's really imperative to make sure there's no other more better offer than what the USC can provide him. I, I didn't, and this was just me because Lincoln Riley just arrived at USC. I never really gave it thought of like, he can leave in two years. He could leave and go potentially go get a an NFL gig. I think the question is going to come down to, I mean, how much Jen Cohen is going to have a role in his decision I think that's more going to have to do with if he decides, I want a different challenge. I want to go to the NFL. I want, is his pinnacle the NFL or is it winning a national championship with USC? I don't have that answer. What's a better job? I don't don't have that answer, but I think there's a little bit, um, that's going to probably come more down to him. I think SC is going to give him every resource possible. I I, I have a hard time getting to a place where somebody could outbid them as far as like just straight money and lifestyle and things like that because obviously that was part of the pitch to get him here. He he left one of the best jobs in college football. Oklahoma is one of those jobs. Oklahoma is one of those places that you get one of those and you win, you can stay as long as you want, Mm. right? SC is one of those two. It's just you want to live in Norman or do you want to live in Palos Verdes? To me, that's not a hard decision, right? (laughs) Exactly. So you need to give him what he wants. The, The great wild card is the NFL. That is that how he wants to measure himself? That that is the best football league on the planet, right? These are the best players. You get the best assistance theoretically. You're competing against the best guys. I want to go see if not if I can beat Nick Saban, can I go beat Sean McVay and Pete Carroll and Andy Reid and Bill Belichick? I want to go see if I can do mm-hmm. that. And it's just there is no defense to that, right? If yeah. if the Dallas Cowboys come knocking. What's the what's the counterpoint? Well, I guess- you say Nick Saban is the best coach in college football, maybe in history, and he flamed out in the NFL. Do he you want to do that? Do you want to ruin your reputation by going to the NFL? But Nick Saban's reputation isn't ruined. He just came back and and, and rebuilt has another an monster at, at Alabama. Urban Meyer's reputation is Urban hard. Meyer didn't work out. I, I, sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Kingsbury. But- when it does work, it's pretty exciting. The NFL is a bigger deal. Or, or how, how about this, Em? How about this? It's not necessarily whether they flamed out or not. Does he have a fire inside him that says, what if I never tried it? Like, what if I never went to the NFL and gave it a shot? And I think, you know, use, let's let's use a Pete Carroll as an example. I know that he's had success both, but I, th- I, I think I'm sure there's a lot of these coaches that are so sought after. They're so they're they're considered brilliant in the field that they're in. Of course, there's a. What what if I was incredibly successful in the NFL? I I don't I think sometimes it's just the question and by never trying it, will there be some regret if he never goes to give it a shot in the NFL? What's a better job? And, and I guess it depends on your your personality, right? Because I don't think there's a question for for me. 
life in the NFL is far less secure because you you're basically got at best a three year window at best and it might be shorter if you have than a rookie that. quarterback too. It, it, right. But the difference is in the NFL, I can lead a fairly normal life in the sense that I am going to coach my team. I've got highly paid assistants, and I've got adults that are working with me, right? That I don't need to worry about a kid flunking out of school. I don't need to worry about going and trying to talk the next big 17-year-old, you know, how do you do? And to come into my cycle. The constant turnover of personnel. There's per- turnover personnel in the pros, but college, it's you got the high school guys coming in, you got some of your guys leaving, you got other guys coming in, and you're dealing with young men or boys, Right, that young guys that what a seventeen year old wants is not what a thirty year old wants. Sure, it's totally different. I'd rather deal with the thirty year old. Well, so for the counterpoint is, you're not a coach, so you don't necessarily have that personality inside of you that would make you want to own this castle around you. Okay, so if you're a college football coach, you are the king of your kingdom. Okay, so obviously L.A. is very different than if you were in Norman. He can blend in more in L.A., but at USC, Lincoln Riley is king, and people listen to him, people think about him, and people will do what he wants, and these players will do whatever he wants because he controls their future. At the NFL level, you don't necessarily have that same level of control over your players. So, again, someone like an Urban Meyer, someone like a Nick Saban, a lot of these coaches, again, Pete Carroll's the exception. There's other exceptions. But they tend to not have that same level of control. They get frustrated. They go back to college football. You know what would be – I don't know if you want to call it the worst scenario for USC. If he's been here for a year, let's say he's here for three years total, and it kind of goes the way the first year went, where you're still winning a lot of games, you know, you're still packing the Coliseum, but you don't really have those signature wins, and you didn't get to the college football playoff. And then an offer comes from the NFL – and that's Lincoln Riley's time with USC. It was three years, and yeah, you turned some stuff around, but it was not the it was not what everybody the aspirations that everybody had when you came to SC. And then somebody came knocking in the NFL, and then you're gone, and you're kind of starting that cycle all over again of what you do with the next coach. The appeal of the NFL too, I think, is it, it's it's still there for all the reasons that I just mentioned, but the economic appeal of it might not be what it used to be. I don't know what Lincoln Riley makes, but oh, it's multiple millions yeah. every yeah. single season, right? It's probably not Sean McVay money, It's but it's probably – it's nice enough to live in Palos Verdes in a giant house that looks amazing. Top five coaches in college, is he being paid one of those? I would be shocked if he was I agree. And that's big time money. It's big time money. So it's not this – I can go set up my yeah. family. Your family's already set up, right? And what's crazy too, at SC, their cafe – doesn't have to pay <laughs> free what? donuts right you just go through you put that little sleeve of donuts yep. i've corrupted one of my children soup. did i tell you this think about the soup how much <laughs> soup you can have there every time michael goes to put gas in his car now my son michael he's I'm 17 he sends me a picture where he goes inside and buys one of those little sleeve of hostess crumb donuts every time i like i remember i got up one time in the morning and i said you want one? he goes oh this look terrible i'm like fine man. more for me i get all six <laughs> and he goes are they good i'm like yes Takes one, and now he's a crumb donut devotee. They're so good. good. They are. What's the greatest thing your dad ever taught you? That. Uh, By the way, I'd feel great about that. I know you would. I would feel terrific about that. Start crying. Be be nice to your mother and eat crumb donuts when you You get gas. You, out of nowhere last week, (laughs) out of nowhere last week, had one of those. I think you said Susan had one of the photos that popped up of- Remember this or, you know, just looking back. Memories. Memories, and you're like, man, this is going to make me tear it up. That and the crumb donuts. Those are the two things that <laughs> mostly you the get crumb proud donuts. Of. Mostly the crumb donuts. Um, Mike Trout had some interesting pieces, uh, interesting quotes in a piece about the Angels. Really that good piece. Does not make you think that uh, Shohei Otani is going to grow some deep roots in Anaheim anytime soon. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We just fixed college football sleep during the break. Good. Done. Done. What yeah, else if you, you guys want? Uh, Middle East? It's not on the podcast. It's climate, just, war- climate change? Travis and I do a separate <laughs> podcast during the breaks. Travis and Sliwa.com. Yeah, you can hear it all. Polarization of our political parties. Figure what, it what, else, what else you want? We got it all. Climate change coming up in the next break. Do you get like deeply, deeply hooked <laughs> on something online and then all of a sudden you can't stop? Like not just a day or two. I'll, I'll, here's what I'm getting at. What do you want? Bob does sports. I think you mentioned. I yeah. can't. I can't. I, I watched another four of them last night, and they're somewhere between like a half an hour and forty-five minutes. Of, Are they like YouTube videos? They're YouTube golf influencers, for lack of a better. And it's three guys that are buddies. You can tell, and there's a fourth guy that kind of rotates in and out. And they go and drink and play golf. And they, the one I watched last night, they ate two hundred McDonald's cheeseburgers in nine holes as they played golf. I can't stop watching it. What? It's just it, Wait, I, what. They, they, them and the other foursome. It, just, it was repulsive. How but many people? Eight. Why did you watch that? Because it was awesome. <laughs> well, and I want to see if they this, this and is, I want to see if they could. This is I'm part shocked. of YouTube that gets you. It's stupid things like that that you never think of in your life, and now it's like, all right, I want to see more. I go home and I go to you hit the YouTube button on my remote control, and it pops up. Do you want more okay. Bob Does Sports? Okay, wait, wait, yes, please. Is it safe to say a few months ago? You weren't much of a YouTube guy, right? I, this, Are you coming in? I'm only in on that. I'm. It's going to get you. I know it is. I know it is. But I can't. I can't get enough of it. And I'll tell you and what. They, they don't on. have on there. They don't have Fernando Mania on there. So <laughs> I have that you might saved. be going on, a, on, on a different D- path. I have here. that on my DVR. <laughs> that makes and sense. It's terrific. It's terrific. And, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. It's just. It's. What I want to go do with my buddies. I want to go see if we can drink nine fireball shots in nine holes and shoot two under par. Hey, you know that what? sounds they like a lot of fun. They do have a Fernando at 40 full documentary on YouTube. Done. Sold. Send from LA Times. Oh, send me the link. Right. So, so, for me, though, it's this is a TikTok rabbit hole that I'll get down. Cause, so, the way that TikTok works sometimes, and it's it's made to keep you attached, yep. and keep you going, and keep pop. you scrolling. Yep. Right. It's, pop. it's, it's the, do- the dopamine hit every time. So, I'll come up and it'll have. A video, someone talking to the screen or whatever, and then it'll have underneath it what most people who watch this video search for right afterwards. So it'll be like Travis Rogers, you're talking to the camera, and then underneath it, Travis Rogers eats 200 cheeseburgers. I'm like, okay, well then I'm gonna go see that one. <laughs> yep. So a lot of times it'll be like um, someone talking to the camera, and it's like controversy with Emily Hebel. And I'm like, okay, well, what's I the controversy? I want to see what that is. So then it keeps going down a rabbit hole. If you and that's spend what gets me. 10 seconds on a video, then they automatically think. Well, he likes that kind of video. Right. Start feeding that in there. What if I and spend the ones that you just skip? They're like, cool. He doesn't like that. We're not going to give him those. What if I watch all forty-five minutes of? They all don't know the what videos? to do. <laughs> Wait, Travis, did you see that thing where the guys went to all the Margaritavilles in the United States and Canada? No. All right. So the, these group of guys, they go to every Margaritaville in the United States and Canada, and then documentary. They also did every single rainforest cafe in the United States and Canada. <laughs> okay. So they go to all these like you know restaurants that have like a thing, you know. Right. So, I think you would get you would like those guys too. They look like the kind of guys I would get along with. There's one guy that has a passing resemblance to the um, the professional golfer Pat Perez, but the guy on this YouTube on Bob Does Sports is very heavy, and they call him Fat Perez, and they, they, that's his nickname. Oh yeah, I've and, heard of him. And he's the best non-professional golfer I've ever seen in my life. He's amazing. He's so good. Complete baller. And I just can't stop watching this guy. And I want to go drink beers with them. I want to eat cheeseburgers with them. I want to play golf with them. Invite me when you go. Done. Done. Okay, but we should do our do own. Jorge does sports. If you do yeah. 200 cheeseburgers, I'm leaving. No. I, what's the max you could do? The little McDonald's ones. The little, uh, just the cheeseburgers. Oh, the that you what's want the, to do the, or that you're forced to and, do? And like in 18 holes, you said? Yeah, so, so the nine holes. Nine so holes. let's say you, not, we'll give you two and a half hours. Eight guys? Uh, Eight guys. Five? Oh, personally, myself? Yes. Five, I think. Is my Two best. and a half hours? I had to push. That's one every half hour. You could do more than that. Yeah, I, I don't think get so, up to Travis. seven or eight. Yeah. You yeah, don't know my gastrointestinal system. <laughs> <laughs> True. I guess I don't. <laughs> uh, Seems like a lot. You in, Jorge? Oh, for sure. All right. Take I, I want to do those. that. 
Because, like, when I go and play golf with my friends, we go play golf with Morales and think, I like to have a few drinks while we play. It's fun. Yeah. I, I like to laugh and tell stupid stories and watch guys it's hit bad shots. I want, I want to live that life. Here's the great thing. Anyone could create that content. I know. But <laughs> that's one of those things. That's the thing is, like, think about what they're doing. They're not doing anything. There was Mike Judge who created, among other things, Beavis and Butthead. Okay? He goes on Letterman one night, and Letterman is interviewing him. And he goes, just two guys sitting around going, huh, huh. he goes, I could have thought of that. And Mike Judge goes, yeah, but you didn't. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, True. that's that's exactly the <laughs> Well, it's like you white didn't. people taco night music. You know, most people could probably think of that, but this no, guy put it together. It's white people taco <laughs> night. <laughs> I like the guitar there. Uh, yeah, the little ring. <laughs> it's that thing that we all say, oh, that sounds so easy, but we do nothing about and take no right, action on it. Got to have the right guys. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can't. That that's what I want to be. That's when where I you are right now. I just want to go play one round. That's yeah. what I want to do. Uh, Mike Trout talking to uh, Alden Gonzalez from ESPN about what is basically the final six weeks of this major league season for the Angels, and is very likely to be the final six weeks of Shohei Otani being a member of the Angels. This is what Mike Trout said. There are a lot of questions, the whole Shohei situation. I don't think anybody knows what he's feeling or what he's thinking. It's ultimately going to come down to what he thinks and what he feels, and he's going to do what's right for him and what he feels is right. I see him on a daily basis, obviously. He's coming in every day. He looks like he's enjoying it and feels comfortable, but I don't know. It's going to be a tough go this winter. You never know what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of teams out there wanting him. Who wouldn't? But you can't predict what's going to happen in the future. You just got to look at what's in front of you. Does that fill you with any sort of hope that he has some inside information that he may be coming back or that he feels good about the future of that organization and that team? Because I read that. I'm like, he knows he's out the door. That's it, what I heard. It, it's the best way to try to dance around something that you probably already know the answer to. Mm. And you are trying to find a professional way to talk about a teammate that you they're probably just, like. 100% like, knows how unique he is, knows how – I mean, think how great Mike Trout is. Has he ever, have, ever, has he ever played with somebody like Shohei Otani? No of has. course not, yeah. right? So I think there's a little bit of a – how can I properly word this as best as I can, trying to not say anything, but also knowing what deep down inside – that's not 100% guarantee he's out, but I think everybody would feels pretty good that he's out. They're nine games back. That since they went out and With did six weeks to go. That since they went out and did everything that they possibly could at the trade deadline, it's like a four and twelve, four and three, whatever their record is. Um, nothing of what he says gives you confidence. Nothing of hey, listen, I've had a lot of. I don't want to talk for Shohei Otani, but I know he loves it here. I know he. This is a place that he admires. This is a place. This we know we could eventually win together. You see any of that stuff in there? No, and I think that the the best argument for knowing what's going to happen next, and and what I mean by that is, is he going to stay in the, with the Angels or go somewhere else? Is that there's no way they didn't have a similar approach with Otani that they had with Trout. They got to the the one thing that the Angels have done remarkably well over the last eight or ten years is every time Mike Trout even got within sniffing distance of free agency or arbitration or anything, they took care of it before it ever got to be a, a thing. Right, they came to him. And he's locked up till twenty thirty, which may turn out to not be a great thing. But they they got it done. They came in with this crazy offer. Hey, you want this two years early, three years early? Yeah, sure, I'll take it. Boom. Can't imagine they wouldn't have done that with Shohei. I'm sure that they did, and that he didn't take it tells you what Says you need to know. Because I guarantee you, if they walked in and said, "Listen, give me seven hundred million and I'll sign it today," can't imagine the Angels wouldn't do it. They, they, why wouldn't they do it? I think any team in baseball would probably could afford it. The Angels can certainly afford it. That that hasn't happened, I think, is because Otani says nothing, right? Other than I want to win and I'm focused on the task at hand. That's yeah. all he says. Yeah. The rest of it, he hasn't given us any clues to what's going on. But that Mike Trout quote doesn't feel like he's got any sort of better feel on what he might do next. It's major sad boy. Perfect. I, I feel bad <laughs> for Angel fans. I really do because. You couldn't have painted a worse picture. I think about all the different scenarios that could have played out the last two years. Isn't this by far the worst one? Isn't it? 
That, that, tell 100%. me of another scenario where 100%. your farm system was already thin and you were giving up some good prospects to go try to win now. You never actually went out and traded him and never allowed to say, okay, guys, I don't feel good that we're going to retain this guy. Let's just start over. Artie Moreno put the team up for sale and then decided <laughs> the team's not for sale. Can you – this I want to is throw the worst scenario possible. They also already had a thin farm system that's gotten thinner, mm-hmm. and their division might be the best division in baseball. Well, that's if good. It, that Texas is sure. really good. Houston's really good. Seattle's, Seattle's really good. Much better. Mm-hmm. Oakland sucks, but you're only looking down at the A's. That's a problem. That's a problem. Dodgers to the other side, the good team, the team that is going to the playoffs for the eleventh year in a row. I got a question. I got a hypothetical for you. Okay. I want to see how many times you say yes to the situation. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sleet, do you know what time it is right now? Um, it is... Let me tell you what time it is. What time is it? It's the Waba Grill Lunch Hour oh, yeah, on yeah, 710 yeah. ESPN. Thanks to our friends at Waba Grill. You've got to try Waba Grill's new Asian-inspired Boom Boom Taco Trios with your choice of chicken, ribeye, or shrimp. Visit your local Waba Grill location or order online for pickup delivery at wabagrill.com. Waba Grill, eat smart, be healthy. Mexico won, and they're gaming the Little League World Series. They won? They're through? I don't know if it's elimination. It, it was. It was. They beat Venezuela, right, Jorge? They did. Uh, they got moved to ESPN. <laughs> oh, they got they got relegated. Yeah. <laughs> this new game started. They got We're moving moved that one for to ESPN Tennessee, Nevada. Two. Tennessee, Nevada. Yeah, I, you know, let's go international. Yeah, yeah, let's go international. ESPN two local here. I don't know if anybody. I'm sure somebody knows the answer to this. I don't know. Maybe you guys do. The team from Mexico, the team from Venezuela, uh, Canada, wherever they come, other countries. That's just a little league that's in Canada. That's not all the best kids from Canada or all the best kids from Mexico. It's just one team, right? I one, think it is. Like one, there's a, the I think Canadian it is team one is team. from like Toronto, right? Yeah, it's I just think it's one a team. Toronto Little League. Yeah, I think it's kind of how ours goes. It's okay. not, you know, if, if you represent California, you're not the best right. 11 kids from California. It's from it's El, El Segundo. Segundo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, good. I just want to make sure that, you know, you know how it goes, Slee. <laughs> Love to El Segundo. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Anaheim and Tyler. Tyler, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, what's up? You know, I just want to talk about how, you know, poorly my uh, Angels franchise has been run. And, you know, I'm from Anaheim. I grew up in the city, two miles down the stadium. And, you know, seeing the World Series and, you know, all that, you know, mm-hmm. experience, that was great. And then Moreno buys the team and hires his buddies from his marketing company. And, you know, it's just a nepotism hire. The guy has no baseball experience whatsoever. And you can see how, you know, how that, you know, destroyed the franchise. There's people running the show that have no baseball experience whatsoever. Well, can I, can I say this? The problem is we've seen this all the time. We appreciate the call. An owner that knows nothing about baseball, that's not the end of the world. There's a lot of guys that own businesses, successful men, successful women that own these companies. What starts hurting the the pecking order and what starts hurting the results is how involved are you in a business you don't understand? If I stand up top and I could go hire the best people below me to go handle the job, it doesn't matter that he doesn't have baseball history. He doesn't have to be a former player. doesn't have to be a former manager. doesn't have to be any of that stuff. From what it sounds like, and this is something that you've always said, he gets too involved. The owner is too involved in the day-to-day that he just— And, and involved in the, the, the personnel, I think, is, is the big problem because, look— Artie Moreno, like a lot of the guys that are wealthy enough to buy these teams, are incredibly smart, and they're incredibly successful. And they they get to those places by trusting themselves in their decision-making. And if you can turn a billboard business into becoming a billionaire, you'd have a hard time telling me that I don't know what I'm doing. 
That's exactly what sure. Artie Moreno did, yep. right? He he came and created a billboard company, and he's a, he's a billionaire because of it. That's by being a hard worker, really smart, a risk taker, and just being able to do things that other people can't see, seeing it better than other people. And you're telling me that I don't know business and I don't know how to run something? We're going to do this. It takes it takes a, a certain level of humility to say, I don't know that business. I know business, but I don't know that. You think Jerry Buss knew how to run the Showtime offense? No, of course not. But you know who did? But he knew who did know Jerry, Jerry West. West. And Jerry West knew Pat Riley. And they put you empower people that you trust to know the business to make the decisions about that specific bit. You're at the top. When it comes down to, we're going to do it or not, you're the ultimate say-so. But when it comes down to, hey, we're going to go by a, a, a middle-of-the-road third baseman, but we're going to get two pretty good pitchers, you don't come in and heavy hand and say, well, let's get Josh Hamilton. You don't do that. Mm. You trust the guy that's making the baseball decision to make the baseball decisions, and that's where it breaks down. I get where I built this thing out of nothing. Jerry Jones became a billionaire because he was a wildcat, you know, a petroleum speculator. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he knows who's a good football coach. It doesn't mean he knows who they should draft. It's a, it's not that. It's knowing what you know and what you don't know. And these guys that are that as successful as an Artie Moreno, he's a billionaire for God's sakes. Of course, he makes mostly right decisions in his sphere of influence and in his business that he understands. But take one of those guys out of that. They just—they don't know. Well, no, we're gonna do this. This will work. Well, it's not. I, the, I, the second they introduced Albert Pujols, it's like everybody in baseball went, "Oh boy, good luck with that." When you sign Josh, oh, all right, good luck with that one. Mm. And it's over and over again. And almost, it's almost unanimous that the baseball people in the room were like, "This is a bad idea," and they got overruled. I go back to it. The biggest moment of hope for Angels fans <laughs> last year. Was when he was about to sell the squad. You ready? Yeah. A year ago tomorrow. Is when he made the announcement? Mm-hmm. A year ago tomorrow was the day that we, we were sitting here we're like, whoa, he's selling the team. Year, and now fast forward a year we were and look calls, at where we people are. People on Twitter saying, oh my gosh, there's finally hope. Imagine the type it's of weird. ownership group that can come in. The way they did it too is I think they started – they started fielding offers. Hey, throw in your best offers now. There are groups trying to get put together. Investors from Japan that I'm sure were trying to angle in for Shohei. Of course. And then here we are one year later. They're going to lose Shohei for it? nothing. <laughs> I, like I said, tell me, tell me a scenario worse. There isn't one. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. there is. Huntington Beach, John. John, you're all with Travis Lee. What's up, John? Hey, fellas. Nice to talk to you again. I'm back from uh, Hawaii, so... Uh... Appreciate you. Uh, well, do no, we appreciate you making the time for us. Aloha, John. Absolutely, aloha. Hey, Alan, I do want to thank you for feeling bad for me because I, I, I really did feel that was. I don't really bad for Angel fans because exactly why? Because Trav doesn't at all. <laughs> but for I'm calling because um, you know Tyler, me, Tyler, and the four other Angel fans um, out here. Um, I just need to tell the Angel fans and let them know. Enjoy the season this year. Go see Shohei, but. You got to be smart, and I, it pains me to say this: be smart like Dodger fans and don't show up like they did McCourt, because that's where it's really going to affect Artie and make them think about uh, actually selling. Um, because yeah, it's 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 obviously he's he's deep in it. It's about the money for him, and uh, he's just enjoying life. And then uh, hmm. and then I just want to go back to the Oakland fan. He was right at the beginning of the season about Rendon. I got to give him props. That Oakland <laughs> fan was right. Thanks, John. Thanks, that, guys. You got it. That seems like a live. Remember, he got in that little pushing match with yeah. that age. It's like, well, this is quite a bit. What has he played this year? 40 games? I was going to say early in the season. It's a good starting off point. Crazy. Just a way to start things crazy. out. All right, you ready for a little hypothetical really quick? Yeah, let's do it. It's the NLCS. Okay. The NLD, let's go back. The NLDS. Okay. okay. Dodgers are at a 1-1 game. Mm-hmm. It's the seventh inning. Scores tied at 1. Bullpen gate swings open. Okay. I want you to tell me whether you feel good or not about seeing this guy run onto the field. I'm going to take Evan Phillips out of this because we all know That's Evan funny. Phillips goes was The one that I was like, okay, yeah, I was feeling good Joe about Joe Kelly's coming out. How do you feel? Been in big-time situations before. Yep. I feel okay with Joe Kelly. I love Joe Kelly yeah, coming I feel out okay right with there. It. I think it's – all right, yeah. cool. Here comes Joe. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Gate swings open. Bruised Ark Ratterall's yeah. coming out. How do you feel? Right, exactly. 
That's exactly right. Gratterall, I mean, mostly good. Yeah, listen, he's had some moments too. Now, for sure. I, I but there is a little bit of hesitation on Gratterall. Gratterall, it's it's almost I don't. It's not fifty fifty, but there are a lot of times when he's either going to walk a couple guys, give up a base hit, something's going to happen, or yep. he's going to look good and do his little. Or, and he's going to, or he can make an error in the field. Like he's. Yeah. The point is, and I know his ERA is like half a run. I understand his numbers are good, but that gig here you're like, are you like, oh, we're going to win, or is it? All right. Buckle up. Right. It, yeah. It's the second one. Ryan Yarborough. Well, I think we go. Okay. I think we can move on. R- Ryan Brazier. Pitched really well for them. Hasn't pitched in that situation. Okay. Caleb Ferguson. These are your number. These are your best relievers. At least Ferguson has been. You know, from a setup guy perspective, yes, he's been there. And, and if a, a 50-50 pitch gets called a ball, he freaks out and starts crying and, <laughs> and losing his damn mind. I, I've never seen a guy get so on tilt after one bad call. I think I get the theme of this. There's there's two guys, Kelly yeah. and Phillips, are the two guys like, yeah, let's roll. We're, we're And if they don't, okay, they got beat. The rest of it, it's like, whoa, boy. And they're pitching great right that's now. A, that's actually, that's interesting you – to take that angle today is much different than a month ago. Yeah. Um, first of all, the starters have been amazing in August. There was Pitching a time where the bullpen was just awful. That's changed around a lot. Uh, but you said something a little bit earlier that you said if you're starting right now, the playoffs is about to start, and you got Julio and Kershaw, yep. and then after that there's some definitely some question marks. The bullpen is very much so in a similar position. Hey, I got a couple guys that I could rely on. But how good do you feel like, hey, this thing is set up. We know exactly, game in and game out, exactly how it's going to go. I don't need seven guys, but I do need four. I need four guys that I feel – Dave talks about the circle of trust, right? The, the you've, Brazier is in the circle of trust, but he's never pitched in these situations sure. before. Yarborough sure. kind of has in a different role with Tampa, but it's a it's a different group. And other than Phillips and Kelly, we'll see. Good, have they pitched well enough? Yeah. Will they? I don't know. And mm-hmm. Gratterall scares the you-know-what out of me. Gratterall is – 101 mile an hour, and I have no idea if he's getting the guy out. No idea where it's None. going. None. Who's that dude? I, it's funny. I was talking about you this weekend. Padres had a game against Arizona, and this guy that just got called up was clocking 103-104. No, for the Padres? For the uh, for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Predominantly, one. you say 101 to 103. Stupid. You're looking at the clock. Of course. But it was, it was one of those. I don't know where the ball's going to go. Oh, is he wild? He's a little wild, but it was still insane stuff. Yeah. I mean, he'd go 103, and then his next pitch would be a breaking ball at like 92. <laughs> Joe Kelly throws 94-mile-an-hour curveball. Baseball's broken. It's yeah, just crazy. insane how good these guys are. The Dump, coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. James Harden's going to pay for calling Daryl Morey a liar. Uh, according but to reports, <laughs> the NBA is fixing Sixers star, fixing, fining Sixers star James Harden hundred grand for his recent comments referring to franchise president Daryl Morey as a liar. That, according to ESPN... It was worth it. Kaboom! But, <laughs> what's hundred grand to James Harden? What's the equivalent in Trav and Slee dollars? Three bonus wings. Um... <laughs> It's more than that, but it's not a lot more than that. All right, let's say it's probably. Is it fifty? I was gonna say, is it Bowl more than a hundred bucks? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's What's definitely not five hundred. What's his net worth? James Harden got to be over two hundred. He signed two huge deals, right? Adidas as well. I think was his uh, was his as well. I mean, I I don't know if it's the one sixty five million. One hundred sixty five. I feel like it's more than that. Is it the equivalent of when you found a $10 bill in your jeans? Before you put it in the laundry. <laughs> it's $10 that you found, and that's James Harden saying, oh, I found hundred grand." By the way, that's very disappointing if that's the equivalent, if that's I the mean, exact same thing. James Harden has just made in salary. Yeah. Never mind, in, never mind endorsements. Uh-huh. Just in salary, he's made $304 million. It's pretty good. So 100000 is... A G to him, right? To us, it's a, it's a fun a night G. out for him, getting some wings at an establishment. It's eighty dollars. Yeah, I think that I think I that's think probably about what it is, right? That that'd be nice. Like, man, just going to drop. <laughs> like, you do. Would you you go out and you spend eighty bucks? You even give it a second thought? Probably not, right? I mean, maybe you can't do it every night, but yeah. if you did it on a Friday night, you're not sure. feeling super guilty about it. Imagine being able to have the hundred grand. 
A hundred? What'd you? Going out to dinner? We'll spend a hundred grand tonight. That's bonkers. I want. I really want to do. Add that to the list of things I want to do. Spend a hundred thousand in one night on yeah, nothing. Get three Toyota Camrys. <laughs> <laughs> nice by the way, Camrys. by the way, so I so I understand it. What's the NBA? So he can't say anything about the president. <laughs> just just so I know, like he can't have any negative comments about his employer. I don't know. I, I I don't know. When I saw the hundred k fine, I'm like, well, what are you finding him for? For saying that Daryl like Morey lied to him? I don't know. Maybe it's a contract violation. Yeah, it, it could it be. It seems weird. New York Jets coach <laughs> Robert Sala believes that it's in the best interest of the team to play Aaron Rodgers in the final preseason game. History and injury risk be damned. Quote. You can't coach scared. You can't play scared. You can slip out of your car and have something happen to you. Knock on wood, everyone will be fine. <laughs> He's right. I understand the sentiment, but I, I keep doing this. Imagine if Robert Sala has to go face the media on whenever they play. What, do you know what day they play? Let's say it's Saturday. They play Saturday, Saturday night. Um, you got to go to the podium because Aaron Rodgers tore his ACL because he got tackled weird in a, in a game that doesn't yeah, matter. How much of this is – and I have no idea. If Aaron Rodgers said, I don't want to play in this preseason game, he's not playing, how For much sure. of it is Aaron Rodgers saying, let me get some – I, I want to get a little bit of run. Isn't that why we have coaches and say, listen, I understand. We're going to get you the work you needed in practice, but I, no, I'm you not – can't simulate I'm it. Not, it used to be common in the NFL back in the day. We'll be fine. You're going to be fine. We'll be fine. If we're a little rusty, I'll take full responsibility for that. We're not – You guys don't get to hit you in things that don't count. We're not doing it. Patrick Mahomes plays. Guys play. Yeah, Tom Brady played in the preseason. Sure, sure. I just it used to I be a normal thing. It used to be normal when they had four preseason games. Was it the third one? The third one they played a half. They played they almost, played and, and usually they'd come out and play a series in the third quarter too. Mm -hmm. It was usually it was a series, a quarter, and then a half, and then you wouldn't play in the fourth game. And now, quarter, very few quarterbacks play. I'm gonna read you something here. Uh, one of the podcasts that's out right now, Knuckleheads. That's with Quinn Richardson and Darius Miles. Okay. Mike Bibby, Mike Bibby was on the podcast, and Bibby, Bibby was talking about the 2002 year that the Lakers played the Sacramento Kings, and it went to Game 7. Okay. okay? Was that the year that the weird refereeing happened in Game 6? Yes. Okay. Um, but I'm going to read the quote Not to you. Not that that had any effect on I'm, the series. I'm going to read the quote to you. It says, it was a championship that we should have got out, uh, out of Game 7. We shot 2 of 13 from 3. And under 50% from the free throw line, the game went to overtime. I know we were a better team that season. Maybe the years before, years after, maybe not. But that year, we were the best team, I think, in the league all year round. It's kind of funny when I read that because how much, how many times has Game 7 Lakers-Kings come up? It's similar to Lakers-Blazers Game 7. Lakers came up in it or ended up winning that game as well. That era of Shaq-Kobe, that was kind of an iconic series between the Lakers and the Kings. And Mike Bibby, I just find those quotes funny when he comes out. He's like, we were the better team. We just happened to shoot two for 13 in game seven to shoot 50% <laughs> below 50% from the free throw line. Isn't that the most – that's the moment where you need to be most clutch in game seven where they were least clutch. Well, it's one of those things. Like, And Mike Bibby was a nice player, but you had one really good look at it and you missed. Like if, if Magic Johnson said, you know, the year I got hurt against the, uh, the, the Bulls in the finals, we would have won that. You, you have my attention. It's magic. It's it's somebody that's been through it. But when it's something like Mike Bibby and the Kings, not so much. Yeah, game By seven. By the way, yeah. this drives me insane. <laughs> insane. Go back and watch. It's on YouTube. Go back and watch the end of game seven. Okay. With the game tied in regulation, the Lakers had a defensive breakdown. And they left the best shooter in the league. Your boy. Peja Stoyakovich <laughs> wide open on the wing. And he shot an air ball. Had he made that shot. The they win game is seven. Over, game over. You can't you can't argue we were the better team if you can't make shots. <laughs> Same thing if if Robert Ory doesn't make that shot in Gets game Kings, four. Yeah. You know that's the difference. Robert Ory makes shots. Pejo Stojakovic doesn't. And nobody on that Kings team is in the Hall of Fame. And the Lakers have like five guys. Yeah, he says we were better. Except we shot two of thirteen. We from were three, better. Except and we never won and never got back another chance to do it. We choked in game seven, which yeah, is kind of important. <laughs> when everybody was paying attention, I don't get that it argument. Didn't work. I have a question for you guys that's mayonnaise related. Let's oh, do a little yeah. super cross talk. So there are two types of people in the world. There yep. are 
people that will eat mayonnaise and there are people that are repulsed by it. Are either of you in the repulsed category? No. Okay, neither Bring it on. I love mayo. Okay, me too. Yeah, so I love mayo. a sandwich. Yeah. No matter what the sandwich is. Put made, it on there. Yeah, yeah, we had some hard-boiled eggs, made some uh, egg salad over the weekend. Delicious. Yeah, fantastic. Put a little relish in there, oh, a little yeah. onion. Yeah. Right, Trav, stuff. I have a very open-ended question. Okay. What is wrong with you? Well, we're that is like open. Okay, we don't have enough time. This I've I've heard a lot of fans make it, but I've never heard an accomplished talk show host such as yourself. Who are you talking about? Okay, you, go ahead. yeah, make the case that Dave Roberts should be fired. Yeah, I, you I, made the case that Dave Roberts should be oh, fired. Yeah, it, okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, let me approach it from this side. Yeah. Isn't the object to win as many games as possible? Of course. Nobody has won more games than Dave Roberts in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. No one. Mm-hmm. No one. That's why he's the highest paid manager What does this have to do with mayonnaise? It has nothing to do <laughs> with mayonnaise. We skip mayonnaise because we all love it. But I will always, no, I I will always Let's get back this. to firing Dave Roberts. <laughs> yeah. right. I will always ask this question. You fire Dave Roberts. Who are you hiring? Okay. It's a good question. I'm not firing Dave Roberts because I think Dave Roberts if is- If they don't win at all, you said- No, no. Lay, lay out the no, scenario. There's more details to the scenario. I said that if what happened last year and in other seasons- Happens again, which is basically they lose in the first round. Yeah, and they lose. Let's in say a way, they lose to the Reds of the Cubs. The Reds, the Cubs, the Marlins, okay. the Brewers. Brewers. One, yeah. one okay. of those teams that's not the Atlanta Braves. A team they are favored to beat in the yes. first round. Then you would fire. Them. And it's just a lifeless. It's the same as last year. It's the, it's the same with the as Padres last year. where they forgot how to hit. They forgot how to hit, and there's this this overriding sense of doom around the the organization, right? I'm not saying it's his fault, but you, at some point, just running it back over and over and over again makes no sense. But to me. it is a crapshoot. Let's be honest; it's Every, a crapshoot. Okay, it's fine. always a crapshoot. Okay, shoot. I, I agree with you. But we saw one, the Nationals win only one team three years ago. Out. I understand that. Wait a minute how how did they crap out? He's been to four World Series. They they lost in the weirdest way more than one time. They've lost two years in a row in ways that just kind of, when they had to be at their best, they weren't. Right. Right? This is something that can be in the ether. This is something that is one of those cosmic things that when you can't say, we need better pitching, we need a better Is there a manager in in, in Major League Baseball right now that you think is better than no, Dave Roberts? No, but it's not a matter of making a, this decision or that decision. It's about changing the energy. It's about changing something that clearly isn't working. Okay, well, that's Andrew, an interesting Andrew point. Friedman is not going anywhere. Right, Andrew Freddie Friedman, Friedman and by Mookie the way. Betts Andrew and Friedman is setting the lineup. Andrew it, Friedman is, uh, it's is about deciding change we're going to use an opener here. Correct, which yes. I think is a risky thing. I, it's wildly risky, but it's also risky way, to run it back worked, with no change. Okay, you've worked at a lot of radio stations. Indeed. I think, a, and you have actually have been on the receiving end of many of what I'm about to talk about. Okay. Radio stations in general, particularly sports radio stations, including ours, change way too much. They don't stick with what they've got. All of a sudden, Will Kane needs to be on the air. Oh, God. All right. Stephen that guy. A. Smith. Remember that guy? Stephen, How could I thanks, Scott McCarthy. Stephen A. <laughs> H- <laughs> That's cold. Uh, Stephen A. Smith wants to do radio. Scott Van Pelt wants to do radio. So Travis and Kelvin are out. Thompson and Trudell are out. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Every time we change, the opponent, like one thing about solid organizations is they find people who are good at what they're doing and they don't mess with it why do you want to mess with it because you're not changing it every year you're not changing it every season that's a good thing that i i understand that but if also just doing the same thing over and over again when you're not the goal for the when, dodgers when you've is made to the win playoffs the nine years in a row no 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 to win the world series right only two one team can win i, I understand and they won that. one of those years i understand that so you would have fired bobby cox back in the atlanta days at after 10 years of it 15 yeah, years you would have 15 years sense. winning the division you would have fired it. i think are, are you guys okay with what the energy are, yes are you guys okay with what they've accomplished over the last 11 years ecstatic yeah i mean i look being in the party is what i'm looking for mm-hmm. i'm looking for a team that's going to be in the playoffs every single year but, but you can't but it you can't say you're no not guys fun i got bad news for all of you but i got bad news for all of you can't say that you're not disappointed in, oh i am in, dis- i was disappointed i was at game seven here, here, of the world guys, series i was disappointed john ireland steve mason alan slee with travis rogers any four of us manage the dodgers they're in the playoffs next year i got news for you i you know this I team is different that. This team is different. In fact, they pulled a number yesterday. The uh, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman are carrying this team in a historic level. They're both MVP. Games. They've got. They've Guys. got. Let, let me just finish. Wow, that sounded rude. Uh, it's because it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, they've got those two guys together have a 970 OPS. Okay. Rest of the lineup, 730. Uh, they, in other words, all the production is coming from Up the top. top of the lineup, and everybody's scrapping down below. <laughs> this isn't their best roster. This no, it's isn't not. their best team. No. But I actually have a, a better feeling about this. They have a better this. vibe and a better chemistry, I think. Yeah, yeah. if we're talking vibe. vibe and chemistry, isn't this my argument? No. That sometimes vibe and surpri- chemistry matter? Here's what surprises me about it the vibe and the chemistry has never been better. Mason said it in the first two months of the season. This was an average roster. I agree with that. They let but, everybody And go. they've outperformed. You agree with they, it, but now have. is when you want to blow out Roberts. No. If he doesn't get out of the first round, I'm saying that if it looks like it looks, you cannot just run it back again. Of and, course and you can. No, you can't. Yeah, you you sign you, I, mean, I know you can. You sign but it's a terrible, and then you come back. But the, okay, I, I'm saying that it doesn't make any sense to me at all to just say eh, we are on the wrong end of the baseball gods again. Why are you never on the right side? Of Let it? me ask you something. So. Sean McVeigh. Sean McVeigh went to yeah, yeah, <laughs> mayonnaise or yeah, or mayonnaise. Still, uh, I like that. Don't worry, I'm not going to forget about that. We'll uh, go back to that. So uh, Sean McVeigh has been to two Super Bowls, one mm-hmm. one. Dave Roberts has been to two World Series, one one. Lost three. to the Red Sox, lost, oh, to, lost the to the Astros, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been to three World race. Series, one one. Uh, how do you feel about McVeigh in Love that McVay. context compared to Dave Roberts, who's been to multiple World Series? Sean has been so, to two. Could, yeah, Super that's Bowl. a good point. Can't we? If Sean goes four and no, you guys are comparing apples goes, to sledgehammer. If he goes six and eleven last year and seven and ten this yeah, year, what if he has the exact same record this year that he had last year? The roster's bad now for the Rams. The the the, the, the Dodger is, roster is not minute, bad. Wait a minute. How is the Dodger roster not bad? Everybody that left. They uh, like look at all the people left. Justin Turner, they didn't replace him. I, well, they, they, do you they, think the Dodgers roster is bad? I think the Dodgers roster has done I think a good job. It may not be as good as the one that won 111 games right. last year, but it's not bad. I think this is relative to the other teams in the league. It's really good. I think this is the worst roster Dave Roberts has had in eight years. That may be true, John, but it's still better than most of the other teams in the National so, League. So That's that, the difference. Okay. So and the other you part feel is, that way, so hold on, feel, let me answer the question yeah. that you asked me. Oh boy, the, this is a really rude the, crosstalk. The, the, the question that you asked me is, what's the difference between McVeigh and Dave Roberts? Yeah, right. The difference is in the there's not a sport on earth where the head coach matters more than in the NFL. Yes. I don't think there's a sport on earth where the manager matters less Correct. than in Major League Baseball. That's why. And you so want to fire the guy who manages less. I want to change the energy. And that's the easiest piece What's to change. What's wrong with the energy? The energy of if it the goes post-season. the way that post-season. it goes. I'm not talking about it today. I'm talking about because when you said where they were to start the season, right? Right. The, the expect- I agree with that. Fact of the matter is they're going to win 100 games again. Right. And when they go into the postseason, and whoever wins that wild card round will come in a little hot because they'll have won. Yep, the right. Dodgers will have been on ice for about five or six days yep. at that point. That the pressure is all on the Dodgers again. Sure, isn't there only one team in baseball that gets gets a it's a like a buy? Two, two, teams. the top so, two teams. In so each in other words, the Dodgers they didn't and Braves change will that. have the, the one and two the one and two teams in each so league. So the NFL where only one team gets right. a yeah, buy one now. team right. but okay. two teams. So buy, the Dodgers right? and the Braves will not play in the first round. They're right. comfortably ahead of yeah. the Brewers at this point. Right. Yeah. Ten games so they're going to be waiting around for whoever they get, and they're going to be zero and zero. That other team's going to be zero and zero. All of the good energy you lose three to two in the opening. Yeah, night. I don't get that tight you as a assume tick. the energy is not good. What? Where is that assumption? Uh, the coming assumption from? right would now be, there's a team that is outperforming expectations. Of course it is. Mason, that's not the previous, Roberts has played it's, a huge it's, role. That's not the it's argument. Previous playoffs. That's it. That, so that's, it's, it's, it's not fair. It's not fair to apply. This year can be completely different than last year or years in the past. But you go to your history to say, well, what does it look like in the past? And that's what we're talking about. I think that you, you've seen a lot of Dodger moments where it's come out much more disappointing than it has, um, hey, they've done it again. They found a way right, to win. They right. found a way to w- win another World Series. It's safe to say 10, 11 years. You're not wrong, John. It's an unbelievable record. Regular season. Postseason is a completely different animal, and Dodger fans, I think it's safe to say you have the expectation. Either you oh, there's it a huge fire Dave Roberts m- I think motion there's out there. Another thing in here too that I don't think they're going to. No, I don't. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think that they will do what I'm suggesting. You are advocating for it. I was. I wasn't advocating he's a hot it. Take guy. In, yeah, that's my style. <laughs> it, it wasn't advocating it until this season. This is the season where I've kind of the end of last season. You don't think they're overachieving? I do, but I think that the their overachievement will mean nothing by the time we get to the postseason. They, we still got six weeks to go. Right, they're on cruise control. But the isn't rest the, of the overachievement 
kind of an attitude, kind of an atmosphere, kind of an energy? Like, doesn't that suggest something good is going on? Yeah, it does. Let me. How many teams make the playoffs in Major League Baseball? I don't know. Six on each side. Okay, uh, so twelve teams. How many do you think can win the World Series? Ten? No, I say twelve. <laughs> I say yeah. every single well, that's one. Fair. Last year, that's fair. Two, yeah, two like the Padres, and the and Padres, Philly. and the Phillies were the last the two teams in, and they were in the NLCS. Philly had the least but amount of wins. And the got to bottom the of the National League this year is really bad. Yeah, the the bottom like the the Marlins and the Reds. No, the Reds the, are good. They're not. They're they're they were hot for a while. They're not. Yeah, they're, they're playing four. They're playing out? four rupees. But, but so they're listen, only a handful of games over five hundred. Three they're games not a good team. over five hundred. That's Arizona, Cincinnati, Miami, Miami. Chicago, yeah. all these teams. Yeah. And they're only three games above 500, 500, and they're all in the chase for that wild card. Right, right. And the American League this year, I think, is a beast. They're, it's a monster. They're Baltimore a good and the teams Rangers will miss the, and the Astros yeah. and, I mean, I see, on and on. I see this happening in sports all the time, that somebody says, well, he can't get us to the promised land, or he can't get us over the finish line. We have to try somebody else. Basically, the argument you've been making mm-hmm. today. And I can't tell you how many times I see it go the other way. Sure. I, I'm that, not that saying they, that it's a slam they dunk. Bring, they bring in – who would you bring in? Dave Roberts gets hit by a bus today and he's unavailable. <laughs> who, who do you, who do you well, bring in? Let's hope that doesn't happen no, first of No, of course of all. not. Um, you want my honest opinion? Yeah. I don't think it makes much of a difference. Well, I, I want But then to, how are you going to change the I, – I want to change it to change whatever isn't working. And, again, this presupposes them going the way that it's gone before. If right. it doesn't – Great. Right. If you lost like to the they, Braves in seven. If they get to the Atlanta Braves in the, in the NLCS and they lose, and, and you look decent doing it, and your players perform the way they're supposed to perform, and there's not a bunch of weird Tip decisions. Tip your cap, that's it. That's it's fine. gone to next year. You get clipped by the Cincinnati Reds in the division or the Miami right, Marlins. Right. It's like, here we go again. Another team that's not nearly as but talented as you. But can't any team just blow a three-game series? Every and time? I, no, I, it's minute, not, it's every, not time. every time. They've gone it's to three. They've gone to three. Wait a minute. They've gone to three World Series. They got to win three series to get there. By the way, before Kershaw why, won why in 2020, did you want to fire Kershaw? Oh yeah, would you? You under on, this under kind under of. the <laughs> Travis yeah. plan? Would you yeah, have under the rid of Travis Kershaw? plan? Kershaw would have been gone. He was terrible in the postseason for years. Would have crossed my mind till 2020. Yeah. Would, <laughs> you, would have crossed. You would have said, mind. yeah, he needs a different atmosphere it, or something. Yeah, I, I do believe that there is something to the idea of this just doesn't work, and you're not going to swap swap out 20 players. You're going to swap out five or six, maybe eight at the most, right? I guess, I guess part, of, part of the question, too, Trev, <laughs> how good do we – and I'm not arguing how good Dave Roberts is because if he got fired tomorrow – we talked about this earlier. How many teams would say, yep, I'd like Dave Roberts sure. to be my manager? Yep. But it's a little bit difficult to know because of how well-run the Dodgers organization is. Well, that goes back to something you guys were saying a second ago about how they've overperformed this year, and they have. But – is Dave Roberts responsible for that, or is he Andrew Friedman credit. responsible for yeah, that? Yeah, he's certainly part of it. Okay, what part of you know J.D. Martinez is undervalued? Let's go get him. David Peralta is undervalued. Well, that, let's I mean, go that's, get him. That's Jason Hayward, go right. get him. Bobby Miller and Ahmed, our farm system Ahmed Rosario, up. go get him. Yeah, go get Kike back. Maybe Kike a little bit. These are front office decisions. Right. These are no, not managerial I, by the way, decisions. And so are lineups, and so is a script for the post. All the Here's more reason where you're going in this it. situation. Start. Uh, go to the bull. Pen with this left but isn't that my point, Mace? That if if I, by the way, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree that there is a very detailed outline of the decision making yes. that we want to make. Yeah. Right, you can't account for every scenario. But it's like I call it a decision tree. Right, you have a decision tree that's very uh, detailed. So if and if we're just following the decisions. Why not have somebody else be the guy that's telling you, "Hey, tonight you're going to take a night off." What's the difference? But why do? Because you're you're. It's the old. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You're. What are you fixing? You're saying it's broke. But isn't I'm it broke? I'm saying that the postseason. I think you can make an argument. It's broke. broke. I don't think. It's I broke. don't. I, th- I think that every other team in the major leagues is jealous of the Dodgers. Oh, I agree with jealous that, Jealous of the record, they jealous, jealous of the resources. Would you, jealous by, of the, I don't know the way, if the Houston Astros are. I don't know if the Atlanta Braves are. I mean, they're they're the Dodgers are at the very top of the food chain. Don't get me right. wrong, but there are other teams that have been in it just as much. Right. Well, the Astros stole one. Yeah. We yeah, all agree with that. that they right? suck. And I so, hate the Astros. You know, that if, if you they're give the that They also continue to turn out really I, good I players. I, yeah. I'm bummed that right, they so what, good players. Before yeah. I hijacked your mayonnaise point, what was your mayonnaise point? Oh, yes. Yeah, Will Levis, a yeah. uh, quarterback of the Titans, I believe. Yeah, he mm-hmm. just signed he a, raw, right? a lifetime deal with Hellman's Mayonnaise. Oh, that's so good because he puts it in his coffee. In his coffee, yeah, yeah. Well, you've had that. Let me let me tell no, you. No, I never have. Would you? Lifetime, would you even give it a shit? I, I don't think I'm lifetime deal is is relative. 
if he's out of the NFL in three years, they'll find a way to. <laughs> yeah. to I'm the pay mayonnaise guy. <laughs> they'll pay him off in mayonnaise. How does it work? No Do you just money. go to the store and say you, they give you a little helmets well, card? Down at uh, Starbucks downstairs, they're now making coffee called Oleolio, or I don't know what yeah. the hell it is. Oleato. I think that's what it is. Uh, and they're just pouring olive oil. In the coffee, that's what that's what that new coffee thing is. And that's like adding, I've heard, seen butter and coffee. It's adding right butter and coffee is the same thing. So mayonnaise? what's the difference between butter, it's mayonnaise, and nothing? It's, it's kind all of the gre- same thing. It's all greasy. Yeah, it is. Like, all I, don't, greasy. I don't want greasy coffee. Yeah, I got I, enough. I'm surprised that life. by you. <laughs> well, everything else is greasy. Why not go with the greasy coffee? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Maybe I should try it. Yeah, you might have you, you might have talked me into it. You guys done yelling at me? Uh, no, we're going to continue tomorrow. What, what else are you shocked at? What's wrong Hot with takes, me? No, right? that No, that is the thing for today that caught my attention. By the way, I totally Thanks. love the rude response there. That, the rude thing we got to pull because that's damn funny. <laughs> <laughs> but that it wasn't that so rude because you called out. You're like, I think that was rude. Yeah, I think it's rude. Yeah. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.